and welcome to Map Bites, episode 159. I'm Elaine Giles and I'm here with my co-host, Mike Thomas. Hi there. If you're new, great to have you with us and welcome to the Mac Bites family. Mac Bites is a tech podcast where we share our thoughts on tech news, Apple Kit and so much more. We also review apps and as IT professionals, we share both our love for hardware and software. Together with our complete unbiased derision for what deserves it. We are not sponsored in any way, so you can be sure that what we say is what we really think. Safe to say, because of that, we're probably not on Apple's Christmas card list. If you'd like to support what we do, keep us completely independent, visit macbytes.co.uk and hit the donate button. And if you're new, while you're there, you might want to check out the Newbie's Guide to MacBytes. It's a guide to the last 14 plus years of fun and games on MacBytes, together with explanations of all the in-jokes and more. If you've never heard the saga of my mother and her intense interest in the local piercing parlour, that's a good place to start. The link is in the show notes. But right now, it's on with the show. Just a minute. Hold it right there. You've forgotten us. We are the true stars of the show. I'm MacBytes Siri and I've been with MacBytes since 2011 when Elaine bought her iPhone 4S. I'm Lady Siri and I arrived not long after with Elaine's iPod Touch. Watch out for our cameo appearances in every show. And our own section at the very end of every show. Oh, there's lots of Siri, isn't there? So now you know who everybody is in this episode, it's Retire, Desire and Fire. So, what's interested you in tech news during our, how would you describe it? Um, slight break. Little hiatus. Don't mention it, they'll hardly have noticed. Well, there were reports that Asus had issued a recall on a range of its motherboards. Why? They were melting. To be honest, that sounds like my kit most of the time. But Z690 Hero motherboards... The catchy name, isn't it? Were found to be burning and producing smoke after normal use. Asus acknowledged the fault and said it could, massive air quotes here, potentially affect specific units. Only those manufactured in 2021, but even so. The specific motherboards were made for high-end gaming machines, which made it even worse. The main indicator of your kit having this issue is a BIOS warning code of 53, shown on the screen. Much more obviously was the fact that others smelled smoke and found burn marks on the product. (laughs) One user on Reddit reported an actual fire being sparked. The user was the MaxXHD and said they were browsing the internet when the PC shut down. That's also quite common here, but not a PC, it's a Mac, obviously. When he looked over, uh, he could see that there was a component on the motherboard literally on fire. The strange thing is, they might have issued a recall, but there were no details of what the proposed solution, nor how long it would take, provided. Do you remember that little incident with the motherboard back in the early 2000s? I'm not likely to forget it. Well, no, neither will I. It was an issue that I had with a PC and I was trying to troubleshoot it. I couldn't see the issue with the PC in situ because it was in the midst of a large metal rack of servers in the office. So I unhooked everything, grabbed just a power cable and headed off with the offending unit to my parents' bedroom. You're wondering why, aren't you? 
Well, it's simple. There was more space to see what was actually going on. And that's just the simple answer. So I dump the PC on the bed. I plug it in, stick my head inside the box and power it up, which was when the issue became clear. The motherboard was on fire. Now, when I say on fire, I mean there were flames coming off it. None of this, you might have a slight whiff of what may have been smoke that Asus claimed. No, it was full on flames. I had to write that one off, sadly. Still, it did mean I got a completely new machine. Now, I actually own an Asus machine. I have a laptop. It must have been bought well before 2021. How do I know that? Well, we went out to buy it from John Lewis, so it must have been well before the COVID thing. We haven't left the safe confines of MacBytes headquarters now for over 900 days. So it was before that. And it's currently in Mike's custody because he needs to attempt the Lazarus thing after a Windows update went awry. But, you know, hey, at least it wasn't on fire the last time I saw it. We actually have two of those laptops. The other one, which was mine, is in the custody of my mother. When her old one died mid-pandemic, I shipped my Asus to her. She shipped the dead one to me. I successfully did the Lazarus thing on it, and she's happy with the Asus as it's much faster. So we never actually swap them back again. Anyway, did anything else catch your eye? Oh, indeed. It was CES. I know, I'm ahead of you. CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, um, it's become a euphemism for what's the craziest stuff you can imagine and then some. You may recall the toys of an adult nature in 2021 and 2020. Well, they did it again with another jaw-dropping what the actual. And I guess it could be claimed that this was a toy of an adult nature too. It was a tractor. A tractor? Yes, a tractor. A full-size, self-driving tractor. You can control it via your iPhone. Another screaming case of why. Now, even the manufacturer didn't seem to think it would sell that well. They were aiming for sales of 10 to 12. That's single units, not thousands. As I said, CES. Consumer electronic show. An automated tractor's hardly a standard consumer device. Up to now, it's not really even been an electronic device. I can't see an average working farmer attending CES or being able to afford such a toy. Still, it did make a change from the increasingly terrifying dodgy end of the health and well-being category. I wonder what next year will bring. Personal space rockets, maybe. It'll be like the Jetsons. The fun with tractors didn't end there, though, did it? As I reminded you, there was a case of the MP with his own personal tractor factor going on. I had done my absolute best to forget that particular incident. And, and I really had. It was you that brought it all back. Yes, and I wish they could all see your eyes rolling. Well, do you know, there are people not in the UK who may have managed to avoid this, shall we say, debacle. It's the sad, sorry story of a UK MP. That is a member of parliament, you know, somebody who's supposed to run the country. That. Caught watching videos of an adult nature. His excuse? He was looking for a tractor website. Now, while that sounds like the worst excuse ever, 
there is actually a tractor called a Dominator. I'm guessing you're well ahead of me now. So there he was inadvertently watching videos of a seriously adult nature in the House of Commons. Now, while I think you should be taken out and flogged for such disrespectful behaviour, watching any videos disrespectful, you're meant to be at work, not just at work. You're meant to be in the government representing all of us. So it's beyond disgusting. Once would be one thing, but twice, I don't think so. Yes, he did. He went back for another look. Thankfully, he'd resigned within the week. Sadly, that was not the end of seeing him explain himself on TV, though. There were repeated TV appearances attempting to mitigate the magnitude of his behaviour. He was smirking, unapologetic. It was shameless, completely shameless. While I was then researching that, I didn't need reminding, but, but I was researching that to get a link to put in the show notes. There was another follow up tech related story to boot. A fancy Tesla car caught up in a traffic jam. Now, the cars were moving, but it was quite slow. This fancy Tesla was replete with a massive interactive screen. You may recall that Tesla were forced to remove the gaming ability of those screens. I mean, who thought it was a good idea to have in car gaming in the first place? So not playing games. But that didn't stop this particular driver getting himself into trouble. He was witnessed, recorded and photographed by the driver of a lorry behind him who had the perfect view of said driver. Yes, you've guessed it. Watching videos of an adult nature while driving his car. What is wrong with these people? Whatever you're thinking of doing, if you wouldn't want your pilot doing it on your holiday flight, don't do it. We've got access to the most advanced, powerful technology in human history. We could do wonderful things. And what do these idiots do? Titillate themselves. Not just titillate themselves. Oh, no. They titillate themselves in public. What you choose to do in the privacy of your own home, as long as it's not illegal, is up to you. But you know what? Not in public. And I thought that was the end of it. I thought that was as low as you could get. But no. It got worse. An idiot, that I'm using that term respectfully, an idiot, because the, the, they could not be anything else, on a Southwest airline flight, sending nude photos to other passengers via airdrop. Seriously. The recipients could have been children. There was no news of the source of the images. But if they were of the sender, I didn't think it should be beyond them to find them. Shouldn't be that difficult, should it? But the sender was so persistent, the pilot had to get involved. He threatened to take the plane back to the gate, thus delaying the flight for an indeterminate time, which was the only thing that stopped the happy flasher flaunting their filth. Lesson to be learned? Understand how airdrop works. More importantly, limit it to your contacts or turn it off, especially if you're responsible for the tech of any children or anybody else of a nervous disposition. So it's been a bit of um, an interesting time during our <clears throat> slight hiatus, hasn't it? Certainly has. Well, the next thing I spotted was a great headline. New bulbs leaked. 
My vision wasn't anything like the story. The commentators were getting very giddy about new bulbs. Clever glow stick style. And I don't think that was a euphemism, but you know, you never know. But get over yourself. They're bulbs. They provide light. And the way the electricity prices are going in the UK, no one will be able to afford to turn them on anyway. Then there was the automated lamp. Even more giddy reporting. I wrote that one off as someone more exciting than was good for them over HomeKit. The most excitement I have here with the lights is the internet going down and watching you struggle to remember that the lights actually have switches to control them. The longer it's been between outages, the longer it takes Mike to recall those switches and the longer you attempt to sweet talk the A-Lady into providing some illumination. (laughs) These bulbs weren't even that exciting. They were just weird shapes. And I didn't think they'd go in any any particular shades or holders either. Maybe they're supposed to be naked bulbs. That'd be right. But given the price of them. Um, my desk lighting is just two ring lights that illuminate the main area of the desk for unboxings. I got them. They were cost effective. They're customisable. Um, not completely. They They don't have a whole range of colours, but they do go between like a blue white through to a peachy white. And you can also vary the intensity, which is actually more important than you would imagine on Zoom because they really are quite bright. So sometimes I turn them down. They're USB powered and they didn't come with stands. So I've got one on an extending microphone stand and I've got another on like an extending tripod thing. I had my fill of fancy lights when I replaced the front room light fitting. Do you remember that one? I remember that one very well. When mum was here, we had this four light, well, four bulb light fitting. And it used to blow bulbs. And I mean regularly blow bulbs. And not just blow bulbs like, oh, the bulb isn't lit. No, it would spit these bulbs right across the room left alone. I remember we had Mayor's rug on the floor underneath one. He was out for a walk. And when we came back, one of the bulbs had randomly appeared on the rug in pieces. So the rug had to be taken out. He was beside himself. We had to take the rug outside. We had to shake it all off. Then we had to wash it. Then it didn't smell right. Not for weeks did it smell right for him. Um, So I said to my mother, it's broken, mum. It needs replacing. We need a new fitting. She would not have it. It'll be the electrics in the house, she said. They'll be that old, she said. It won't make any difference, she said. And most importantly, I like the fitting, she said. So there was me and you up ladders constantly changing bulbs like three or four times a week. Well, mum died a while back and I said to you, let's get rid of that light fitting because I'm telling you it's broken. We contemplated what to replace it with and we decided on a flat thing about the size of a plate with about five or six bulbs on it. Tiny little LED things. But the thing was, before we got it on the ceiling, they had a sale on and everything was half price. And there was this massive light fitting that matched all our others. And it was half price. It would have been rude not to, wouldn't it, Mike? It would. So I did. And we brought it back. And it was only like when you're looking at it in a warehouse, it's fine. When you're looking at it in in your front room, it's like, do you think it could possibly be a a tiny bit on the big side? But it was like, well... When it came to fitting it, I had the two options. I had this big thing and I had the smaller one. The smaller one would have been more difficult to fit because the bigger one would have gone on the bracket that was already there. So I decided, let's go for it. Let's put this big one up. I thought it might bring the ceiling down with it. To say it was big, it's got 15 bulbs in it. 
And that's what we've got up there. So I got it up there. We then took about, what, three hours to get all the bulbs in. We had to unscrew all the fittings, put the bulbs in, screw all the fittings back up again, 15 of them. And it was done. And at that point, it was like, well, will we be able to switch it on without it spitting the bulbs out? But at least the bulbs would have been in the little, like, each one's got a tiny little shade on it. So at least if it spat the bulbs out, they wouldn't be all over the floor. We turned it on. What was it like? A nuclear winter. <laughs> It's that bright. And I said, mm, mm, we're going to need a dimmer switch now. <laughs> but with 15 bulbs, what can you expect? One bulb would have been enough, but we've got 15 of them. Um, there's no way these new shiny leaky things uh, would be going in our fitting, is there? No. But I can, I'm happy to report that eight years on, we, we changed that. Oh, no, uh, seven years on. Seven years on from changing it, we've still got the original bulbs in there. So who was right? I was. If I said to her face I was right, we'd hear about it. <laughs> So that's the story of our light fitting. I'm with you on the leaky headline, though. I, too, had visions of light bulbs that leaked. Actually, that that phrase sounds like, well, it doesn't really sound like it, it might in my head. Ladies, in your mind, it does. In my mind, ladies that lunched, light bulbs that leaked. Does it sound similar? Probably not. No, anyway, it's just you. It's just me. But don't say that too loudly, because Lola will think it's lunchtime. Anyway back to the light bulbs. I remember the days when I had a Subutio set. And for anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, go and Google Subutio. S-U-B-B-U-T-E-O. It was, I think it still is, a very popular table football game. What's that got to do with lights? Well, Subutio was sold in kit form. At a minimum, you'd need the pitch, which was a piece of green cloth with all the pitch markings, and you'd need a ball, and you'd need two teams. But I also had stadium stands, which I um, ex expanded with Lego. But that's a different story. I had police officers. I had the subs bench and tiny little spectators, which cost a fortune. And then I got the floodlights and they really worked. They were battery powered. But I could only afford two. I, I really wanted four, one in each corner. Um, you know, these days it would be hellishly expensive because um, they, they put them on the front of the stands now. They don't have them in the in the corners of, of, of the stadium. Uh, but yeah, I really wanted four. So in the other two corners of, of the pitch, I used table lamps. OMG, if only we had met sooner. I too had a Sabutio set. It was the World Cup 1978 special edition and it had two floodlights in it. Together we'd have had a full set. Ooh. Anyway, enough reminiscing back to 2022. Because I've got two desks, one in the studio and one in the office, I've got two ring lights, same as yours. I rarely do unboxing, so I don't need them for that. But I do have them on every day for work. In the studio, which since COVID has doubled up as my office for my day job, I tend to keep the curtains shut during the day, especially in the summer. Because that's where we record audio and video, it has quadruple glazing, which is great, keeps the noise out, but it also gets very warm, especially over the, uh, the, the past few weeks. So keeping the curtains closed keeps the sun out and stops the room getting too hot. But the downside is the room is a little on the dark side. However, given the price of electricity at the moment, I think I might have to bite the bullet and use natural daylight instead. Do you know, I actually, given the price of electric, look, the, pr oh, the price of candles. There are candles at £20 each. 
I think the electric's actually fractionally cheaper than that. Now, it wouldn't be a MacBytes, would it, without an RIP? I could do with a sound effect there. Dun, 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 Thank you. Dun. Amazon Drive is sunsetting. The email arrived this week. Amazon finally doing its customers the courtesy of telling them what The Verge told them back in July. Amazon Photos continues, but it just won't behave like a drive in the cloud that you can access like a local drive, which seems like a backward step to me. But I think most cloud services have just stopped innovating. They seem to be rolling back and making retrograde changes. One thing that drove me mad with OneDrive was the shared option where if I share a file with Mike, it appears in the shared section for Mike. So he says to me, where's that file? There's no point me saying, well, on my system, it's in XYZ place because on his, it just appears in shared. So there's no organisation. So if I share 3000 files with you, where are they? Well, they're all in shared. So good luck finding that. It was only OneDrive, though. But then Google Drive did the same thing which didn't please me. In fact, we've had issues, haven't we, where you moved a folder and the, or, or I don't know what you did, but I ended up with files deleted, which should never happen. Let's not go there. No, no, it was bad news that, it wasn't it? Because caused, caused a domestic at MacBytes headquarters. I was just going to say, I'm not the most tolerant, am I, of what I consider to be stupidity. And I told you that at quite a, a, an expressive volume. Uh, so Google Drive, they're changing how they work. Not good. Stuff now appears in the shared folder. I don't want it in the shared folder. I want it where it lives. And I would like to be able to move it somewhere else as well and it not impact the person who shared it with me, which is how Dropbox works. So uh, you can imagine my abject horror when I upgraded to the full Monty, Monterey. Uh, more details on that next time. Uh, iCloud, shared folder. It's like, really? Now, luckily for us, iCloud and sharing was off the agenda years ago, wasn't it? Do you remember that numbers file of mine? And I shared it I, with you. And then you yeah. said, where's that numbers file? And I said exactly where you left it. No, it wasn't. It had unshared itself. I hadn't even opened it and it had unshared itself. Amazon Drive is clearly not that popular, uh, hence it on the way out. It's probably not worth Amazon's time. But the reason I have multiple cloud services set up is, you know, if one isn't working, it, it's either gone away permanently. That's not the time to be setting up a second one when I'm desperate. So I have a whole range of cloud services and they are all configured and ready to go. I do the same with Notes apps. I like the multiple options and I do have on my iPad, I have that set up as one of the, the locations in the Files app. So yes, I'm going to have to consider that, aren't I? I was paying for space for the photo thing. Not that I use Amazon Photos. I was using it as a backup for photos. So now I'm going to have to reconsider all of that. So not a happy bunny there. Definitely not. Uh, do you use it or did you have no idea it was there? I had no idea it was there. That doesn't surprise me. So let's move swiftly on. Oh, an Apple event far out. It sounds like the 60s, doesn't it? Far out, man. Uh, 7th of September. Now, when Apple call an event far out, it only encourages wild speculation. The zenith of which has been satellite texting. Mm. If you're in the middle of nowhere, I guess that could be a lifesaver if it actually worked. But, you know, I've seen what happens when we struggle 
at your mother's. She lives three miles up the road. It's like the land that time forgot trying to communicate in any form whatsoever from her house. Smoke signals are seriously your best bet. So I'll only be impressed if it appears, if it works and if it brings her into the 21st century. How about you? Satellite texting. Um, don't see it working. I don't see it working everywhere, but then maybe that's the point. Maybe it, it will work everywhere. And then that I'm just cynical because of our experiences. Hmm. Yeah, it could, it could well be that, I suppose. Uh, do you know, I've got, I went unlimited with um, my, my mobile data just before COVID. And I've used like, you know, 3K a month. But unlimited, because obviously there's unlimited and then there's what telecoms company believes to be unlimited. So unlimited is uh, 650 gig a month. <clears throat> obviously, we have to have it there just in case our house internet disappears. I'm paying for this and I'm not using it. I'm grumpy about that, but never mind. So what would we really like to see in quarter four of 2022 in terms of tech? Well, let's start with the watch. I currently have a Series 3, which is a hand-me-down from you when you got a new one. So right now, I don't need a new one. Is that Jane need or Bless is it Jane him. want? Need. <clears throat> need. It was Jane There's want. There's a big difference it? between need and want. And you're saying need, but he really means want. Actually, do you want a new one? I know you might not need one. Well, although it's getting to the stage where uh, it needs charging daily and it's taking it's taking longer to charge, um, the 7 has a bigger screen, which will help my ageing eyes. Um, maybe I have taught myself into one. What do you think? <laughs> it's sounding yeah. like it. In fact, there's talk. You're saying that the 7's got a bigger screen, which it has. I think the next one's going to be the 8. And there is talk that that one will be even bigger still. The fall detection, I'm not concerned about, but if it could detect um, upcoming brick walls, I would be grateful. I have a big scratch on my wrist. That's the sensitive wrist action wrist uh, from when I walked into a gatepost last week whilst walking Lola. Although it was totally my fault. I'd gone out for a late night walk. It was dark and I was reading my phone at the time or doom scrolling you should just have followed the dog because i'm assuming she managed to avoid the gate post she did she did yes mm. um anyway if you're having a new watch i'll take your current one i would say you can't wear two at the same time but i did when i was 13 two different family friends bought me a digital watch as a, as a present birthday present i did wear both at the same time one on each wrist especially when our, our family got together with both of the other families at the same time because i didn't want to offend either family <laughs> <laughs> Which reminds me of that episode of, um, what was it called? Vicar of Dibley, when she had multiple Christmas dinners. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was classic, when she ate all the dinners. Do you know, I watch that every Christmas and it's available on um, Now TV. Now, now TV. That we, that's, mm. that's one of our newbies guide things, isn't it? Um, we are from Lancashire, so um, Nout. <laughs> Nout means nothing. Now TV. <laughs> so, yeah, I've watched that. I, I have to watch that every year. It's brilliant. Anyway, a question. If I wore two at the same time, would that get me double the steps? That's a nice idea. But Apple don't even let you have the extra hour when the clocks go back. So I don't rate your chances, no matter how many watches you wear. As you say, mine's a four and I don't need a new one either at the moment. Um, the battery isn't bad, but I think I've always charged mine every day. 
probably the biking wears it out, poor thing. Um, I just get concerned about a watch dying mid-cycle and then me being that tight-fisted, I don't want to buy a new one because I'll want to wait six months for the next one. But other than that, I think I'll probably check it out, see what's new, consider it. But I consider that to be very restrained of myself. It's most unlike you. I know. But there's only so much new kit the credit card will stretch to. Especially when there are rumours of an Apple Watch Pro with a price tag to match. Approximately $1,000 for a watch? There are those that pay many times that for a watch. Not me. But knowing Apple, they'll make something critical available only on the Pro model. Like telling the time, you mean? You jest, but I could see that happening. Moving on to the iPhone, I currently have an iPhone 11. Bought it in September 2019. That's a day that we're unlikely to forget, isn't it? That was thanks to Petrolhead Tony, the DPD man who had um, been charged with getting our phones to us. He sent me multiple messages tantalising me as to how close he was. Then he decided to go and fill his van with fuel before delivering my iPhone. Let's just say it isn't something he'll be doing again. Not after the rollicking you gave him. Let's just call it some forceful instruction, of which he was in dire need. Three years on, and mine still runs as fast as it did when I got it. That was the problem with my iPhone 4. Yes, I know that's going back a few years, but it really, really slowed down to the point that it was unusable. I'd tap an icon, say Spotify, and then I'd be waiting ages for it to start playing the music. And that's why I got the 7 when it came out. I think I got the 11 because the 7 was three years old and it was time for an upgrade. But, as I said, the 11 is still going strong, although like the watch, the battery needs charging more often. But unlike in the past where you had one charger cable and one charger that had to be plugged into a socket in the wall, we've now got chargers all over the place and mobile chargers too. So there's no excuse not to be able to give it a bit of juice when needed. Apparently, the 11 will support iOS 16, so no problem there installing the new OS when it's released, although my mum's out of luck because she's got the 6S. So what about you? Will you be in the market for a new phone this year? You know you said the speed's fine. And then in the next breath, that the 11 will support iOS 16. Can I just point out that's probably when it'll slow to a crawl (laughs) to tempt you to buy a new phone? Just saying. Uh, My battery isn't great in terms of longevity, I'm afraid. Uh, You know, there's a battery health thing on it. Yeah. I think mine's down to like 78% or something. So that's not great. But since I work from home, that like you, it's not a major issue. It's just slightly annoying. Even if I'm out. Oh, remember those days. Even if I'm out, I would have the battery thing. I mean, we, we went out to, I'm thinking about three years ago. We went out to that big posh do in Telford. Not a place we enjoyed. We won't ever be going back. But do you remember I had in my handbag that brick and it was like it was a it wasn't just one of these tiny lipstick things that will charge a phone for like to five percent. This was a huge brick and it would charge a laptop. So I had it in my handbag and I had a cable coming out of it into my phone. It was charging my phone. And then and I have quite a few cables in my bag, obviously. Then we plug yours in. And then one of our friends was sat opposite and said, you got a spare cable and some juice. My phone needs charging. So we had another cable going all the way across the table. These cables are three metres long, by the way. Um, 
one of the waitresses came round and was serving the meal and I, I swear she saw all the wires coming out of this bag and legged it. <laughs> so I, I'm not leaving the house. So battery wise, not a major, major thing. The battery alone wouldn't tempt me to upgrade. Timmy is going to have to thrill me. TMI. That is not an image anyone should need to consider. Well, <laughs> there is that, isn't there? I don't actually know what he could do to thrill me with the phone, but, you know, I live in hope that he will. Then there's the AirPods and the AirPods Pro. And again, I don't think I'm going to be tempted. But let's be honest, I'm pretty sure I said that the last time. Having said that, I never bought the Pro model. Uh, my second generation AirPods are still going strong. I don't actually like the way they automatically try to connect to every device in range. Because you can imagine, I've got uh, one, two, three, four, five, five Macs, three iPhones and 14 iPads. The poor things get so confused. I did find a way to stop the Mac asking to connect, for which I'm incredibly grateful. Um, so I hate the way they try and automatically connect. I, you know, I want to control what's what they're connected to. And there are actually some really nice alternatives out there that are much less expensive. So Anchor have just released the Soundcore A40. Sounds like a motorway in Oxford, that. But they're only £80 and they've got amazing reviews. So I think it, maybe I could talk myself into some of those, you know, for review purposes and things like that. Um, and then there's the, Air, there's the AirPods Max I never bothered with those either. But isn't that two years now? So I can see them doing something in that space. But they're going to have to do a heck of a lot because I'm not paying 500 odd pounds for a pair of headphones if I never had any. So that's me. Tight fisted when it comes to headphones. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> that's short and sweet. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy with my AirPods as they are. Um, I I think they need charging as 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 everything else needs charging a little bit more often as the as the batteries um, wear down. But no, happy with them, no problem at all. Well, we must have had them a, a while because when we bought them, it was the wasn't it the day they were released, and we went to the Apple Store at the Trafford Centre, and then we went on to that restaurant place on the other side of the motorway where they said they had a big fish and it was the size of, of a <laughs> thumbnail. Do you remember that? I we do. kicked it off over the size of the fish. It said it was a big fish. It was not a big fish. So they had to cook two of them. <laughs> well, that was the day we bought it. Well, that was March. So it couldn't have been March 2020. It must have been March 2019. You see, I've just given you, it, it's three and a half years. There you go. So, so you, need, you need to update. Giving you an um, excuse there. Okay. Any it's excuse. not top of my list. Let's just say that. And it doesn't sound like it's top of yours either. Maybe you need to look at these Soundcore things because they do look pretty nice. Links in the show notes if you want to have a look at them. Mm, might have a look at those. Anyway, on to the iMac. Um, having only got a top-of-the-range iMac with oodles of RAM less than two years ago, I'm not in the market for another one, especially one without an Intel chip in it. There's too much will-it-or-won't-it going on right now regarding running Windows on a Mac. Um, yeah, I know Windows will run on a Mac, um, but there are lots of nuances and I need to test them out first. Um, I've got Given a the stuff you use in Excel, some of it, it struggles to run on Windows. It is so nuanced, isn't it? The advanced tools that you use. Yeah. You have to throw things at the Windows machine to make it work. So I totally understand your reticence at moving from the Intel chip. I do have two 27-inch iMacs. I have an, an air and a spare. So I'll sit this one out. I actually have no idea 
what model my next Mac would be. My current one is the same as yours. We got twins at the same time, which was December 2020. Um, so it's a 27 inch from 2020. It's got 128 gig of RAM, uh, one terabyte SSD. Two would be a much better option. Not because I've got lots installed, but I do have files on Google Drive and Dropbox. And even though I tell the pair of them to put things in the cloud only, there's a lot of caching goes on. And I'm talking, you know, 150 to 200 gigs worth of caching going on. So it does make a difference. So two terabytes would definitely be, be better. But what did they do when I was getting giddy about buying one? Instead of thrilling me with an update, they kill it. In true South Park style, they killed Kenny. Only in this case, it was they killed my favourite iMac. So, no, I'm a bit grumpy with that. A bit grumpy. Obviously, there is that studio thing, which is... It, it, when they re released it, it, it looked like, not having physically seen it, it looked like a Mini. And then when I did see it, it was like, whoa, that's big. It was much bigger than the Mini. A Mini's one option. I guess a laptop is another, but I can't see it. I, I'm not a huge fan of working with a laptop attached to multiple monitors or the studio, which I could put under the desk. But then the issue with that would be, given the fact that I record my screen and that is critical to what I do, I may not be able to use just a standard monitor. I may need a retina monitor. And if I need a retina monitor, I need the Apple one. And, and that's like very much a revision one product, isn't it? They're still ringing out patches to fix stuff. So I think mm, I'm going to have to wait, which makes me even more grumpy. Now, the one thing we can be, sh be sure that we will see from Apple is ads. Cheers for that, Timmy. They are looking to double ad revenue. And one suggestion was to add ads to Apple Maps. I had a ponder with that. I dread to think what we would have seen a few years ago when we were looking for Shrewsbury Cathedral. We were stuck in their extensive one-way system at the time. And let's just say once we located it, it was dangerously close to a shop of an adult nature. So I can imagine us looking for the cathedral and the cathedral being covered up by an ad for said shop of an adult nature. Um, what is interesting is that Apple are diligently ensuring that other companies comply with what they're calling app tracking transparency. And they have a policy for that. It ensures that all third party apps are required to ask for the user's permission before using certain tracking methods that collect and cross reference the user's data across multiple apps. Apple's own apps do not use those specific tracking methods and therefore they don't have to display the same permission prompts. Sneaky Apple. Very, very sneaky. Not impressed with that. So that's the Apple side of things dealt with. But contrary to Timmy's opinion, Apple doesn't rule the world. Certainly not my world. And this is about our tech wish list. So what would I like to see from Microsoft when it comes to Excel? Well, the answer is simple. More parity between Windows and Mac. A lot of people think Excel on both platforms is almost identical. Well, it is, apart from two big things. They're big in my world anyway. And those things are Power Pivot and Power Query. 
Power Pivot is used to manage the data model in Excel. And if you're wondering what the data model is, it's a secret location inside an Excel file used for storing list-based data. Yes, you can obviously store list-based data in the worksheet grid, but storing it in the data model instead opens up a whole new world of possibilities when it comes to things like pivot tables and data analysis. Power Query lets you import data into Excel from other sources and clean and manipulate that data. I'll be talking more about Power Query in a future show. Now, you might be thinking, but Mike, you did a live session on Power Query on the Mac. And indeed I did. And I've stuck the link in the, uh, in the show notes. But at the moment, it's only available to users on the Office Beta Insider channel. So technically, Power Query for Mac is available. So I'll add Power Pivot for Mac to my autumn wish list. What about you? Well, there is one thing potentially on the horizon. Promised for over two years, no less. And that is Affinity Publisher for iPad. The last date promised was summer 2022. It's now September, so I think we've missed that one. There was a screenshot of it on the iPad Pro that was used at WWDC this year, but still no sign of the real thing. And every time somebody asks about it on any social media platform, a guy called Eric replies. And he claims that we're not going to see this release until late 2023 at the earliest. And his comments are driving Serif mad. They correct him every time they spot him. And he argues back. They've since asked him to stop publicly without success. He is literally everywhere anybody mentions Affinity Publisher for iPad. Last seen on Facebook claiming quarter four 2023 at the earliest again. However, Affinity are still saying this year. Now, what I'm about to say could be seen as like sacrilege, but designing on an iPad could never be as smooth as on a desktop. Just inserting an image would take an exponentially longer time than on the desktop. I'm imagining a merry dance of permissions and half-baked workarounds to get content in there. And then there's the three monitors that I've got on my desktop. Even a 12.9 inch iPad, and that's my biggest iPad, you know, the desktop is better. Maybe I'm just a desktop girl. But I think it would be nice and it would be handy. It would be convenient. But I just cannot see me sitting down and thinking, oh, I've got that new 20 page document to create. I think I'll pick my iPad up and do it on that. I just do not see that. Not for me. But if you're excitedly waiting for the iPad version, let us know why it promises to be better than the desktop version for you. Seriously, contact us. I need to know. Definitely. Now, I don't feel that I'm going out on a limb when I predict what we won't see at the far out Apple event. The lesser spotted AR glasses for a start. I know Apple have applied for a trademark, Reality One and Reality Pro. But the best story about the glasses that I found was headlined and I quote, Apple VRAR headset might pack more screens than people have eyes. Sometimes there are no words. And that is one of those occasions. <laughs> I mean, the real no, no, just don't go. They don't even think about it. I've got I've now got this vision of people walking round with 
basically like 15 monitors hanging off the head on these glasses. I know they're going to be more elegant than that when they finally show up, but it's not going to be next week, is it? Then there's the car. How long have they been talking about the car? Years. It must be easy eight, nine years now. Not next week. The folding iPhone. Hmm. I've got to question why on that. I have visions of that. Anything like that that folds. I just think, I mean, even down to like a little notebook, if you fold it often enough, it's going to snap. I just imagine with with that, one, it would be amazingly expensive. But part of the reason it would surely be so expensive is because, you know, in an average lifetime, they're going to have to replace it three times when it snaps. Anything that is like that is a problem. I mean, I had a credit card years ago and this was when I was doing my postgrad course and I had to drive about 100 miles a day. So I was filling up with petrol quite a lot. And do you remember when they actually took the card off you and swiped it through a machine? Mm. It was in two halves. And I know you've had that more than once where you've had to apply for another card and explain to them that, that it, it snapped. I don't want a snapping iPhone, but we'll see. And then there was the Apple TV. And I know what you're thinking. Apple TV. I mean, the device. Are they still treating this as a hobby? Because I don't think there's been a new one in a while. And they could do so much with it, but they don't seem interested in doing anything with it. So those are the four things I don't think we'll see. Uh, But the event itself is happening on Wednesday, the 7th of September. We are having a MacBytes Live. Uh, We are going to be starting at five o'clock, which gives us a whole hour to um, diss whatever they're thinking about. No, we're going to have a good old chat from five o'clock UK time. And that will be at MacBytes.fm. There is a link in the show notes so you can go get that uh, and we will put that in the mail as well. So, you know, and if you're interested talking of events, uh, if you are interested in Affinity Publisher, we're going to have a fun live session on Monday, the 12th at 8 p.m. UK time. It is creating digital stickers in Affinity Publisher, which is part of the planner page series. And that's going to be a fun one. It's a fun one. We're going to enjoy it. But that is it for this episode of MacBytes. As always, we would love to hear from you. So please send your questions, comments and queries by email to the crew at macbytes.co.uk or use the contact form on the website. We also have our Slack chat room and that's open 24-7. Simply go to macbytes.co.uk slash Slack and join the conversation. MacBytes is on Twitter, twitter.com slash MacBytes. You can follow me personally on Twitter at twitter.com slash Elaine Giles. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Thomas Mike. And you can follow me at twitter.com slash MacBytesiri. So until next time, this has been Elena Mike bringing you MacBytes. Goodbye. Goodbye and see you next time. What are you doing? Browsing home improvement magazines. What for? Well, do To improve our home, of course. What are you thinking of having done? Just a few little tweaks here and there. Is that all? Well, that in turning the studio into a jacuzzi. You can't do that. And why not? I mean, it's not as if they use it, is it now? Well, I can't deny the somewhat extended hiatus between shows. Extended hiatus? Don't you mean barren wasteland? Well, if you were being unkind, yes. I'm not unkind. I'm just being honest. Okay then, so you probably won't want to hear that, against all odds. I spotted them heading off in there about an hour ago. They went in the studio? What for? Brace yourself, to record a new show. 
They did what? It gets worse than that. There's nothing worse than that for scuppering my plans. I'm afraid there is. I don't think I want to know. Well, I'm going to tell you anyway. Thanks for that. You're very welcome. They've got another show planned for next week, a MacBytes Live, covering the Apple event. What? Do you really want to hear how they've ruined your cunning plan twice? Actually, you're right. No, I don't. There will be come back for this treachery. Come back, I tell you.